Good morning. Thank you for responding. This is a participation program, so thank you. A number of years ago, when, when Greg Rickle was rector here at St. Peter's, some of you might remember that I was ordained by Greg as a lay minister, working as a financial advisor. Now that ceremony had a profound impact on me, and it's affected my work as a financial professional to this day. I still pray before every client meeting, asking that God guide me in serving those individuals. That prayer helps me get out of the way and focus on serving them in the way that they have need of. When Greg Warren asked me to speak here before you, while I ultimately agreed, it was with quite a bit of trepidation. So maybe you could say a quick prayer for me uh, as I begin. Sarah and Jeff were a sweet young couple struggling to make ends meet. They had two small children, and even with both of them working, it frequently seemed as if they had more month than they had money. Both Sarah and Jeff had retirement plans offered by their employers, but neither felt they could participate in those plans because of how tight their budget was. They were trying to be faithful, trying to attend church regularly like they'd been taught as they were growing up, but now their church was in a stewardship drive and their money frustrations edged even higher because they didn't feel they could give anything, let alone a 10% tithe. They knew they needed to save money. They knew they needed to build some cash reserves to handle life's little emergencies that come along. But the future began to seem like a dead end to them, a treadmill of endless fear about money issues. It seemed as if everywhere they turned in their lives, money was a consistent problem. Now maybe some of you can relate to Sarah and Jeff, at least at some point in your lives. I know that I can. When Don and I were a young couple, both of us working, raising two small children, we faced very similar issues. But we decided to make a start, even if it was very small, but at least we could start moving in the direction that we felt was right for us. And little by little, things did change for us. It all began with a commitment to at least start moving in the right direction. I think we all have to begin moving in the direction of our goals. In my profession as a certified financial planner, financial advisor, most of the people I work with have already found their way in developing a healthy relationship with money. But many times I get asked to counsel with a friend or sometimes with a child who's struggling with money issues of one kind or another. And after 30 years, or plus 30 years, uh, doing professional practice, I am convinced of very, one very important truth. If money is a consistent problem, more money is never the answer. Learning how to handle money effectively is an answer. Developing a healthy relationship to money is an answer. Learning about what God teaches us about money is an answer. And as a Christian, I'm also convinced that money is really a spiritual commodity. You see, God is the creator of all that is. God is the ultimate owner of all that is. And anything we have while we're here on this earth is really on loan to us. We are charged with the responsibility to be good stewards of our gifts and our talents. 
We're charged with the responsibility to take dominion over our world. Now, I don't know about you, but for me, taking responsibility to be a good steward of my gifts and talents, taking responsibility to be, take dominion in my world, those are big thoughts. So to help all of us with issues of good stewardship and taking dominion in our world, I want you to try an experiment with me. Right now, I want you to reach for your wallet or your purse, open it up, and take out a dollar. Hold your dollar up. See, I told you, participation program. So hold the dollar up. Everybody can see you've got a dollar out. Now, if you don't have a $1 bill, any size bill will do. It's okay. If you don't have any dollars at all, maybe you have some change in your pocket or purse and you can assemble a dollar. Now, I want you to hold that dollar in your hand. I want you to look at it because this is a gift from God. This is a blessing in your life. You are totally free to use this dollar in any way that you choose. You can save it. You could spend it. You could give it away. You could bury it in the backyard. It's all your choice. And God gives us the freedom to make choices about our lives and, and live our lives any way that we choose. But coming back to that dollar, look very closely at it. It's a symbol of value. A symbol of value that we use to exchange for other things that we value. But it actually has no value whatsoever. Because it only has value because we all agree that it has value. Otherwise, it's a piece of paper with some ink on it. Now, turn it over, and I want you to look very carefully at the printing on the back side of the bill. And it says, In God We Trust. Now, think about that statement. In God we trust. Do we really trust? Are we really living up to the commitment to say with conviction, In God we trust? Each of us will have to answer that question in our own way, but for the moment just hold on to that money and we'll come back to it later. But to the bigger question that I posed, do we really trust in God? Jesus teaches us to ask for what we need and trust that our Father in heaven will answer and supply that need. In James chapter 4, we learn you do not have because you do not ask. These are very simple, straightforward instructions. Nothing very complicated here. Jesus also teaches us that we're not to worry about how we're going to take care of ourselves. God already knows what we have need of. God already knows and cares that we have what we need. Our job is to trust and believe, ask, and be ready to receive God's blessing. In Matthew 7, Jesus tells us, ask and it will be given you. Do we trust Jesus and His Word? Do we ask for what we need? Jesus also gave us instruction to give from what we have been given. Luke chapter 6, verse 38 tells us, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, be poured into your lap. For with the measure you give will be the measure you get back. Jesus is clearly telling us that there is a relationship between our willingness to give 
and what we can expect to receive. In Malachi 3, verse 10, we hear the voice of God with a very similar message. Bring the full tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and thereby put me to the test, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open up the windows of heaven for you and pour down an overflowing blessing. Again, very simple, straightforward lessons about how to live life successfully and be a good steward of God's blessings. Now I want to challenge you in our experiment. Let's take it a little bit step further. In just a few minutes, the ushers are going to come and we'll be taking up tithes and offerings like we always do. I want to challenge you to put this dollar in the plate. That's right. Give it away. Let it go. Really let it go. Now, let's examine the act of giving that dollar. First of all, if you're like Sarah and Jeff, or like Don and I in our early days together, you might have a pang of concern that you really can't afford to let go of that dollar. You might need it. But realistically, think about your own life right now. If you give away that dollar, will your life really change? Will you go hungry or suffer in some way because you have one less dollar in your pocket? Most of us already easily let go of a dollar in exchange for things that are important to us, and we do that every single day. Whether it's a soft drink from a vending machine, a super grande mocha latte or whatever at the coffee shop, or a hamburger and fries at a fast food drive-in, we all let a little bit of money slip through our hands every day, and we don't even think about it. Today I'm asking you to thoughtfully and prayerfully Give the dollar in your hands into the plate this morning. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Trust God and His promises. Several weeks ago, our senior warden, Chris Odom, spoke to us about his own journey in dealing with money and giving, and Chris challenged us to increase our giving between now and the end of the year to help the church end the year on a more positive fiscal note. Donna and I were inspired by what Chris had to say, and we've been giving more since Chris made that appeal. So thank you, Chris, for inspiring us and challenging us to do more. And, of course, then there's Stella, St. Peter's Basset Hound stewardship mascot, who challenges us to believe for bigger things for St. Peter's Church, the power of and, which is inspired by Mark chapter 10, verse 27, which says, All things are possible with God. If you give and don't worry, God has you covered. He already knows what you need and wants to give it to you, like any good father would want to give good gifts to his children. If you've struggled with giving in the past, today you can make a start to end that struggle. If you do it again, you might feel some momentum growing. When you discover that your life did not end, and matter of fact didn't change that much as a result of giving that dollar, you might be open to doing it again. And when you begin to see God's hand working in your life, you might be inspired to do even more. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Trust God and His promises. Now, I must admit that I personally have struggled with this issue of giving. Still do. In fact, money in general has been a struggle for me most of my life. And maybe that's part of why I made it my life's work. 
But I've wrestled with issues of trust in the promises of God as they relate to money. But I can tell you, over time, the more that I let go, the more that I trusted in God's promises, the easier it became. The more generous and giving I became, the more wonderful blessings just seemed to show up in my life. Let's bring it a little closer to home. Here in Faulkner County, the median income is $50,872 per year. A household with just the median income that gave away $1 a day for an entire year would give away $365. Now, $365 is seven-tenths of 1% of that median income. Seven-tenths of 1%. The Bible teaches us that a tithe is 10% of our increase. So seven-tenths of 1% would be a start. And taking that thought a step further, if we were to gradually increase our giving over time, going from $1 to 2 or maybe from 1% to 2% and so on, gradually we could reach a tithing goal and it wouldn't be a struggle anymore. In fact, if every household attending this church were to give just a dollar a day, $365 for the whole year, that one step alone would lay a very solid foundation for this church financially because it would cover about 20% of the church's annual budget. Now think about that. 20% of the church's annual budget for a dollar a day. And some of us can give more, and we should. In the book of Matthew chapter 12, we learn that everyone to whom much is given of him, much will be required. For me, in my experience, the more that I've been blessed, the more that I, the more I'm blessed, the more I feel I should do more, give more. My own personal goal is to someday give away more than I use for myself. I ask you to search your own heart, count your own blessings, and decide on a starting place that's right for you. And whether it's one dollar or a thousand dollars, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you start moving in the direction you choose. If we trust in God's promises, if we really trust in the teachings of Jesus, we already know that what we give will be given back to us, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. But a critically important piece of this is our own mindset. If we are consistently thinking poor thoughts, thoughts of struggle, thoughts of lack, thoughts of not having enough, we are literally shaping our future to look just like the past. If we begin to think thoughts of plenty, thoughts of overflowing blessings, thoughts of being generous, being a giver, then those thoughts begin to shape our world. It all begins with a start, a beginning. If we begin to move in the direction we want to go, gradually we do gain some momentum. And we pick up speed and we get there even faster. Henry David Thoreau said many years ago, if one advances confidently in the direction of his dreams and endeavors to live the life he has imagined, he will meet with a success unexpected in common hours. This forward-thinking mindset can be a powerful tool in managing our lives and affairs. James Allen's famous book, As a Man Thinketh, speaks to this concept. Allen tells us, a man is literally what he thinks his character being the complete sum of all of his thoughts. 
Proverbs 23 also speaks to this concept. In verse 7, we hear the words, For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Learning about money and how it works, learning about how to manage and use your money effectively, developing a generous and giving mindset, learning God's teachings about money, all of these can contribute to making money a positive force in your life. It can contribute to achieving a newer, healthier relationship with money that allows money to serve you and not control you. Money is a spiritual commodity, and God has given us some very simple and straightforward instructions on how to make the most of it. Now, does that mean that if we start following God's instructions about money, all of our money troubles will automatically disappear just magically? Probably not. Maybe that could be true for someone, uh, but somewhere. But for me and for anyone I've ever known, it's really a journey. A journey that has some ups and downs. But over time, those ups and downs develop a very clear trajectory. We can clearly see where things are headed. Whatever money challenges you might face in your life, I encourage you to take control and make a start. If you want to give more, start by giving more. If you need to build up your savings, start by doing something that gets you moving in a positive direction. Even a dollar or two in a cookie jar is a start. Whatever the money issues in your life, make a start to begin moving in a positive direction. Make a start to begin taking control of your financial life. And if you're fortunate enough to already be in a good place in relationship with your money, great. But ask yourself, what more can I do to be a better steward of God's blessings? Whatever that is, make a start moving in that direction. In just a few moments, when the offering plate passes your way, I hope you'll accept the challenge to put that dollar that you're holding in the plate. Take a step on a journey to learn and prove in your own life God's promises about money. Make today your starting day to change the rest of your life in a positive way. And for those of you that are up to the challenge, if you really want to see a bigger change in your life, Fill out a pledge card and make a promise to keep doing that over the next year. Your commitment and trust can propel you to places you may never have been. But I bet you'll really like where it would take you. I know that's been true for me. And now let me close with a prayer from the Book of Common Prayer for the right use of God's gifts. Almighty God, whose loving hand hath given us all that we possess... Grant us grace that we may honor Thee with our substance, and remembering the account we must one day give, may be faithful stewards of Thy bounty through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.